Tell somebody next to you, get ready. Come on, tell somebody next to you, say, get ready for your miracle. Get ready. Come on, tell somebody else next to you, get ready for your miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't you stand with me? Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Whoo. Glory. Come on, let's pray together. That means you, you pray too. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We worship you. Majesty, the King of kings. Lord, the, the Lord of angel armies. Lord, we worship you. The Lord of hosts. Lord, we worship you. Mighty God in this place. Lord, we thank you that you're changing lives. Lord, that you're pouring out your spirit. <laughs> Let it increase, Lord. Let it increase, Lord. Lord, a tsunami of your presence, a tsunami of your glory. Lord, catch us away in your glory. Catch us away in your glory, Lord. Jesus, Jesus, we're needing, we're, we're needy, Lord. We're desperate for more of you, Lord. We need you, Lord. Jesus, have your way. Jesus, have your way. <laughs> Whoo, glory. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Jesus, 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 we worship you, Lord, we worship you, Lord. <laughs> Jesus, we worship you, Lord. <laughs> oh, we worship you. We worship you. We worship you. <laughs> glory, 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 Lord. <laughs> glory, Lord. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We worship you, Lord. <laughs> I hear the sound of his presence. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've, I've had... That's funny. <laughs> I hear his sound. I've been asked probably three weeks in a row, it seems like, have you heard the sound in the building? Have you heard the sound? Have you heard the rumbling? Have you heard the sound? I hear it. <laughs> I hear it. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I hear the sound. Jesus. Oh. 
What do you do when his glory comes in the room? What do you do when his presence here? You just respond, yeah. Just respond to him. He's here. It, you know, the Bible says that he's, he's the son of righteousness. I just, if I could describe to you what I feel right now, I, I feel that verse, the son of righteousness has risen with healing in his beams. <clears throat> and it's like, I, it's like I feel that. It's like standing out <clears throat> in the bright noonday sun with his presence just radiating down on me. You say, well, Pastor, you got stage lights on you. No, no, no. No, they can't do this. <laughs> it's, uh, I feel, it's like, it's like I'm in a heat wave of his glory, you know? Because you feel that, you can feel it on your skin, you know, his presence. It's that, it's that, it's that real. His presence is that real. It's like the noonday sun just shining down on us right now. I feel that. And uh, that's, that's, that's the, yeah, <laughs> the son of righteousness has risen. He's risen in this place with healing. He's radiating down on us. He's ready. If you need healing right now, just receive. That's, that's in this presence. When that radi it's like heavenly radiation. It, it just heals your body. It just heals your body, heals your mind. So just step out into the sun. It's like, like the natural sun, you just step out into the sun and vitamin D gets produced in your body. It's just his glory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you just step out into his glory. And his his sunlight will produce something in your life. Glory. Glory. Jesus, 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 Exalt you, Lord. Let your radiance shine down on us today. I feel like I'm really standing in the sun this morning.
have your Bibles, you can go to John chapter 7. I want to encourage you to press into the Lord, to just keep stepping in, to keep pressing in. Um, Something's happening. You know, I sometimes I say, I sometimes wonder if you, if you can, if you feel what I feel, <laughs> you know. It's like when Pastor Angie got up here, and she's like, ooh, it's heavy up here, you know, it's thick. You know, it, it is, it's, you know, but it's not, God's not a respecter of people or locations. If you're hungry, he'll pour out, you know, if he'll pour out his spirit. He want, that's what he wants to do. That's what he wants to do. He wants to pour out his spirit on your life. So just receive. Just be hungry. Just receive. I was talking with um, George this morning before our serve team rally, and he was he was asking. You know, we were talking about what what is what's coming, what's happening, what's the Lord doing. And uh, I'm going to go to John seven in a second, but. Um, I just want to share with you, you know, I, I really believe um, the tendency of the Lord is that when, when awakening happens, when revival happens, it, it, is, it is new, it is, abs- it is absolutely new, you know, the day, the day of Pentecost was absolutely new, <laughs> it was an absolutely new encounter, an absolutely new experience. The Samaritan revival was absolutely new. The, the Ephesian revival, absolutely new. Every, every, every time God shows up and pours out his spirit and does a supernatural suddenly work, there, there is an element of surprise and new to all of it, although none of it is actually new. None of it is actually, he's, he is said it for through the prophets of all. You can see in Isaiah, I love uh, in Isaiah where Isaiah prophesies about the outpouring of, the, of this gift of tongues, this baptism in the Holy Spirit in, in tongues. And we, we see it throughout the Old Testament, this, this outpouring of the Spirit that was to come. It's signs, symbols, prophecies, all the things. And, um, you know, so although it was new, it wasn't new. Uh, God had been speaking it from be- the beginning of time, <laughs> and and the same is true in our day. Is that it will seem, and and what is happening seems absolutely new. It's a new outpouring. It seems fresh. It's catching many people by surprise. Um, you know, I've had people ask, "Well, should we should we go on a pilgrimage to Asbury or Cedarville or where? Knock yourself out. Have fun." Go get a drink. Go, go, go have a drink and, and come back and encourage your brothers and sisters here to have a drink and receive something. Get something and receive it. Absolutely. Uh, stir the fire. Fan the flame. I love it. Go for it. Um, amen. But uh, I, um, I, uh, I really believe when the, when the Lord moves, He does, it's still the same wine, he pours out the same wine. It just takes on a new wineskin. 
It just looks different. There's just a new, there's a new wineskin. There's, di- there's something different. Um, but yet it's always the same. And so one of the things I feel like the Lord is doing in our church is he's, he's elevating, he's amplifying uh, ministry of healing and, and signs and wonders and miracles. I, um, you know, we're seeing that, um, you know, and I just, I just sense the Lord doing that. I think that he, that's what he's going to continue to do. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to increase. And even this morning, I felt like the Lord say that, to share that and say that publicly and to, to lay hands on those who are involved in that, in that prayer ministry. I think it's going to increase. I think it's going to increase not just in that team. I think it's going to increase in your life. Amen. Even if you're not on that team. Amen. I would, I would start expecting the unexpected. Start expecting the unexpected in your life. Start expecting that God's going to show up in unexpected ways, even when you're at work, when you're going in the grocery store, when you're at home, whatever. Just expect the Lord to show up in unexpected ways, that He's just going to do, catch you off guard. He's going to surprise you. He's going to catch you off guard. I, I really, I, I, I know that to be how He, I know that to be how He works. And I just, I would just say to watch for those, to expect those and to watch for those and I, I promise as you do that, you'll find them. What you believe for, what you expect for, is where you walk into. <laughs> right? It's what you walk into. So if you're expecting and believing for those unexpected moments, guess where you're, gonna, you're just going to find yourself stumbling in to an unexpected moment with someone. They're going to start telling you, hey, you know, how are you doing? How's your day going? And it opens up the door for them to just start sharing. And they're going to find themselves telling you things that they never thought they'd tell any stranger in the grocery store. And they're like, I don't know why I'm telling you this. Well, I do. I know exactly why you're telling me this. God put me here to pray for you. God put me here to tell you hope and give you, give you hope in your season. So expect the unexpected. I, I believe that those are going to increase. Even this week, the Lord is going to just start doing that. Even today, for some of you, God's just going to start dropping. You know, I think we sometimes think signs and wonders are... Uh, or, you know, supernatural ministry is, is some sort of, um, you know, there's got to be, your, you know, billboard names, flashing signs, lights, and all the things. And, and sometimes that happens, but rarely. Most of the time, it's just the cash. It's your everyday business. God intervenes in just the ordinary. All of a sudden, your ordinary becomes supernatural. All of a sudden, that's, and that's what makes it supernatural, is that it's ordinary. It's an absolutely ordinary occurrence going to the grocery store and checking out and paying your money and all that. That's absolutely ordinary, but God shows up. If you haven't already turned your phone off, now's a good time to do that. God shows up and does an absolutely supernatural work in your life. So I would, expect, I would encourage you to expect it. I would encourage you where you go to just expect it to happen. And then the other thing I would encourage you to do is go online and YouTube how to turn your phones off. If you haven't figured that out, I know every week I have to say something about this. So I assume in my world, you know, I, I'm just naive. So I, I, I realize I'm not, I'm not trying to poke fun at anyone because I am just as guilty. Even my wife this morning was like, oops, I left my phone on. So even, you know... I, I can be just as guilty, but if you, have, if you do have a problem with that, I'm being sincere. If you don't know, there, there's YouTube videos for that, or you can ask one of our staff and they'll help you. I promise. I'm, I'm not being mean. John chapter 7. 
You've probably heard me preach this passage before, but I want you to hear it with new ears today. The, the Word of God's living and sharper and active, and every, every time we dig in, we get something new. John chapter 7, verse 37, On the last day, and the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and He cried out, saying, If anyone thirsts, let him come to Me and drink. He who believes in Me, as the Scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. And therefore many from the crowd, when they heard this saying, said, Truly, this is the prophet. And others said, This is Christ. But some said, Will the Christ come out of Galilee? Has not the Scripture said that Christ comes from the seed of David and from the town of Bethlehem, where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him. Go figure. Now some of them wanted to take him, but no one laid hands on him. And then the officers came to the chief priests and Pharisees and said to them, Why have you brought, not brought him? The officers answered, No man ever spoke like this man. And the Pharisees answered them, Are you also deceived? Have the rulers of the Pharisees believed in him? But this crowd does not know the law is accursed. And Nicodemus, who came to Jesus by night, being one of them, said to them, Does our law judge a man before it hears him and knows what he is doing? And they answered and said to him, Are you also from Galilee? Search and look, for no prophet has risen out of Galilee. And everyone went to his own house. This was, this was a radical moment uh, for Jesus. He had a lot of those. This was, a, this was a radical occurrence. Jesus was in the middle of celebrating the Feast of Tabernacles with his disciples. He's in the crowd of people. It's the last day and the great day of the feast. And he stands up in the middle of everyone that's all the, all the procession, all of the ceremonial things that are happening. And he stands up in the middle of the ceremonies and he yells out, If anyone's thirsty... Are you thirsty this morning? Is anyone at Celebration Church thirsty this morning? Let him come to me and drink, Jesus said. And, he, and out of your belly, out of your heart, out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water. This was, this was a time where the, the participants were getting ready to be released to go about their normal lives. They were ready to wrap the feast up. It was the last day. It was the end of the ceremony. And they were going about all of the big finale procession. How many of you know they, fireworks always save the finale for the end? That's what was happening. This was the grand finale of the ceremony. Matter, matter of fact... Uh, what they would do in this, at, the, at the end of this uh, feast is they would go and they would get gallons and gallons and gallons of water, gallons of water, and they would pour them out as a ceremonial sacrifice, as a ceremonial offering on the last day of the feast. And so the priests are pouring out gallons and gallons upon gallons of water as, a, as an offering before God. And that's when Jesus says... If anyone's thirsty, this water won't satisfy you. The water of religion and the water of ceremonies, all that's done away with. The river of living water is standing before you. I am the fountain of life. I am the river of life. I am the living water. And if you'll come to me and drink, you'll never thirst again. That's what he was saying. He was, this was a prophetic symbol. He was standing there saying, all of this that you're doing, all the songs that you're singing, all 
all the scriptures that you're reading, all the offerings that you're giving. It's about me. This is about me. I am the river of living water. You know, this morning you could be here and, and singing the songs and checking the boxes and doing all the things and totally, totally check out and miss that the Messiah, the Anointed One, is standing in your midst. That everything that we're doing, it's not about religion. It's not about checking boxes. It's not about doing the right thing. It's about Jesus. Jesus, the Anointed One, has come. And He's why we're doing this. You know, you can, you can go about and, and, and stand up here and sing on your microphone and do your little jig and dance. Or you can come at the altar and, have, and lay hands on people and be part of the prayer team. You can work in the sound booth or the children's ministry. You can do all the right things. You can give in the offering. You can check all the boxes and not be drinking from the river of living water. It all looks good. It all sounds good and good for you that you're doing it, but you're not drinking from the well that really satisfies. Jeremiah says that they've exchanged, they've exchanged me, the fountain of living waters, for broken cisterns that won't satisfy. So today, I want to challenge you today to hear the voice, hear the cry of the Savior. If anyone's thirsty, let him come to me. Let him come to me and drink. Can you hear his cry this morning? Can you hear his cry out to you this morning to come and drink? Lay aside the religion. They were, they were all about ready to go home. They were ready to go about their normal life. But Jesus interrupted their normal. Jesus interrupted their normal life. He interrupted what they were expecting and said, hang on a second. The ceremony isn't over yet. The day hasn't finished yet. You've done all of this. You've celebrated the Feast of Tabernacles. But one thing you've missed You've done all the right things, but one thing you've missed, and that's me. I'm standing here, the living water. Have a drink. Have a drink. And he's interrupting our normal today. He's interrupting the normal routines of our life. He's interrupting the normal routines of church. He's interrupting the normal routines of religion. He's interrupting the normal routines of your life and saying, it's time to stop the normal. It's time to stop the routine of religion. It's time to stop and have a drink. Have a drink of me. Have a drink of me, the living water. He's in the middle of the crowd and how his heart must have broken. Jesus, the Christ, the one who came for the redemption of mankind, the one that came to offer himself as a living sacrifice, the one that laid himself down on the cross and was crucified, murdered for you and I, the one who came, yeah, to offer himself up, the one who came, who ascended into heaven, the one who's seated at the right hand of majesty today in this moment, right now. Yeah, can you see? Can you see him seated and his at the right hand of the Father right now. That's who was seated there in their midst that day. That Jesus. That Jesus. And he looked at the crowd. 
He looked at those who had gathered. Hear me this morning. He's looking at you this morning. He's seated right here amongst us this morning, and he's scanning the crowd just just as he was that day. He was scanning the crowd, and he cried out with a loud voice, not because he just wanted to be heard, not because he needed to be the center of attention, not because he was full of pride, but his heart, his heart was moved with compassion for people who were lost in ceremonies, who were lost in religion, but couldn't see that the river of living water was standing there in their midst. His heart was moved with compassion for people who weren't drinking from the wells of life that day. They were too busy with their ceremonies. They were too busy with their feast and never saw that Jesus was standing in their midst. Maybe you're here this morning and that's your story. Jesus is standing here in your midst and he are absolutely oblivious. Absolutely no idea. And he stood up and he's standing up today in the middle of this sanctuary, in the middle of Akron, Ohio, in the middle of Northeast Ohio. He's standing up and he's crying out with a loud voice. If anyone's thirsty, if anyone's thirsty, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Like the woman at the well. Oh, this, this water that you drink of, you're going to thirst again. But the water that I offer you, it will be in you a spring of living water. You'll never thirst again. <clears throat> he stood up and he cried out with the voice, moved with compassion for those who were thirsty. He understood that they had gone through the battles of life. He understood the effects of sin on their life. He understood that the sun of heat and brokenness and the weight of the world was on their shoulders. He understood that they needed a drink, not not a drink of the world. He understood that they didn't need another drink of the world. He needed, they needed a drink of living water. Oh, friend, you might be here and you drink of things of the world to try to satisfy. But Jesus is standing in this sanctuary today and he's crying out. Oh, if you hear him, you can have ears to hear. If anyone's thirsty, if anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. How thirsty are you? How thirsty are you? I wonder how many people that day, after, after the ceremony, I wonder how many people just walked out of the building and thought that that was just another crazy man. That's that, that's, there's that Jesus again. We see it right here in Scripture. They left, the, the, the religious leaders, the people, left the meeting. They left the meeting where Jesus was crying out. Rivers of living water were flowing. The Holy Spirit, I mean, Jesus was right there, anointed with the Holy Spirit without measure. They could have had a drink right there, right there. And they walked out of the meeting and were too busy pontificating about who he was and how they were going to arrest him. Is he the Christ? Well, he's from Galilee. The prophet won't come from Galilee. The prophet will come from Nazareth. 
Well, they come from Nazareth. Where they come from Bethlehem? Well, where is he coming? And where did he live? And you go find him. Well, why? Are you for him? Or are you not for him? And that was what was happening. They missed their moment. If anyone's thirsty, he cried out, if anyone's thirsty, if any man is thirsty, if any woman's thirsty, if any boy or girl, if Greek or Jew or slave or free, if anyone, it was without limit, there was no barrier, there was no boundary, he cried out, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. It doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your socioeconomic class. It doesn't matter your level of education. It doesn't matter how, how well trained or educated you are in the things of the Word of God. None of it matters. If anyone is thirsty, what is the prerequisite for drinking from the Lord? Thirst. What is the prerequisite? Thirst. Are you thirsty? If anyone's thirsty, he said, if you're thirsty, you can come. If you're thirsty, you can have a drink. If you're thirsty, come to me, all who are thirsty, and have a drink. The question for you today, the question for me today, is are we thirsty for him? If you're thirsty, you can come. Anyone is thirsty, come and drink. There's no boundaries. There's no limitations to those who are thirsty. If you're thirsty, you'll find yourself like that woman with the issue of blood and say, I know that I'm unclean. I know that I'm not ceremonially supposed to do this, but I'm thirsty. I'm desperate. I need the touch of Jesus in my life. I know if I can get a hold of his garment, I'll be healed. I'll, I'll be restored. How about you today, friend? Are you that thirsty? Are you that desperate? Or, or, or have you had enough drink of the world to keep you lukewarm in your spiritual life? Yeah, that's kind of what happens. We drink enough of the world that it, that it, that it kind of mellows out the hot drink of His presence. Don't shout me down when I'm telling you the truth. We get enough, we get enough of the world that just kind of lukewarms our, our thirst. It just kind of deadens that thirst a little bit. Just, oh, I've had enough. I, I'm not really thirsty. I'm not really thirsty. I'm okay. I've, ha I've had enough. I've had enough of the drugs. I've had enough of this. I've had, a, I had enough of that. Whatever the world has to offer you, I've had enough. It just satisfied me enough. And, and, and you have no idea that you're absolutely dehydrated and need an IV of Holy Ghost rivers into your, into your being. You just get dehydrated just enough to feel like you're okay, but you're really dying and have no idea. And that's why, that's, and I'm not talking, I am not talking to worldly people when I say that. I'm talking to church people. I don't mean that for worldly people. World people, they're dead. They need a drink. Worldly people are dead and they need a drink. They are they not they not just lukewarm. They dead. I'm talking to church people who don't know that they're thirsty. I'm talking to church people who don't know that's what Jesus was doing. People who had the ceremonies right. They had religion checked. But they had no idea that they were dehydrated. And perhaps today you have spiritual dehydration and don't know it.
How do you know if you have spiritual dehydration and don't know it? Because, you know, oftentimes you don't know you're dehydrated until you have a doctor tell you you're dehydrated or you, have, you pass out. You know, you have some, something major happens. You're like, oh, I guess I needed water. I guess, I guess when they tell me I need to drink however many gallons of water it is a day, I guess I probably should do that. Half your body weight in ounces. Every day, half your body weight. The, the, the health coach is giving me information. Half your body weight in ounces of water a day. And then you don't know that you didn't do it until something happens and you're like, whoo, I feel dizzy, or whoo, I passed out, or whoo, I guess I am sick. So what are the, what are the symptoms of spiritual dehydration? Well, anytime you say, I'm good, you're dehydrated. Because when you really understand the power of water, you just keep drinking, you need to have water. You just keep drinking. You don't, nobody, nobody says you don't, you've had enough water. I mean, I, I suppose you could drink, over drink, but, you, but, but that, I mean, how many of us over drink in the natural water? You better not be drinking anything else. If you over drinking something else, you really need a drink of the Holy Ghost. Sign number two, <laughs> if you're drinking the world's drink, you need to drink of the spirit. There, there's sign two. There you go. Thank you for preaching my sermon. I didn't say it, you did. Thank you. Didn't even have to. <laughs> Number one, I'm not thirsty. That's a great sign that you are, and you don't know it. How else do you know you're not thirsty? Well, if you're busy drinking something else. If you're, if you're physically dehydrated and you keep drinking the Cokes, Like, I just can't get enough to drink. Another Coke. I can't get enough to drink. Another Coke or coffee or whatever, you know. <laughs> Brother, I'm with you. The Lord's setting me free. I get it. I'm still, I'm still in deliverance. I get it. <laughs> right? We just, we replace the water with something else. In the spiritual, it's the same. You know, you just, you just find the mirror here. You can find the mirror. You, you just start drinking other things that doesn't satisfy, but you just got to keep drinking it. And before you know it, it becomes an addiction. Here, here, let me help you. Jesus can be your addiction. The Holy Spirit can be your addiction. If you, you say, Pastor, is that true? Yes. Absolutely. Why not? Why can you not be addicted to Jesus? It used to be a song. I mean, Carmen used to sing Addicted to Jesus, or somebody did. Who did? Carmen? Who? DC Talk. Addicted to Jesus. Thank you. Right? They sang about it. You can be addicted to Jesus. Anyway, somebody sang Addicted to Jesus. Right? You can be filled... And the great news about being addicted to Jesus is that, that you never reach the end. You can, you can never have enough. You can, you can say, well, I get, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting intoxicated. Good, you need to be intoxicated in the Holy Ghost. That's what, you know, Paul, don't, don't drink of the world. Drink, drink of the river of life. Drink, drink, drink. Keep drinking, keep... 
You do, do you know? Maybe you don't, so I'll tell you. That when you drink of God, and you're drinking in the river of life, you're being saturated, and, and you reach that point of intoxication in the spirit, that there's this wonderful word called overflow. And what happens, you say, well, I can't live, I can't live spiritually intoxicated. Who said you can't? Who told you you cannot live spiritually intoxicated? Did some religious deadhead tell you that? <laughs> probably. Probably. They probably said, no, you, you got you to gotta have moderation. And what they're really saying is you can drink of the spirit and the world. So when they say you can have moderation in the spirit is that you can fill your life with something else. See, with Christ, there is no other else. There's not something else. It's either all or nothing. So intoxicating love, intoxicating uh, presence, all, all, every, that's what the Word of God is filled with, is that we are to be filled, saturated, overflowing, abundance, the copiousness of His presence, always. There's no, you say, well, I can't function that way. Well, you're going to learn how to function. And the real easy way is called overflow. When you get filled up, you find somebody else who's hurting worse than you, and you give them a little. Because what you got transfers. You see, the problem with the worldly drink is you can, you can get absolutely you know, drunk, hammered in the natural, and, and you know what you share is depression, discouragement, anger, you know, all the things. People think you're crazy. Well, anyway, they think you're crazy anyway. But all of the things, right? But you get drunk in the Spirit. You get filled up with the Spirit. You're drinking of the Spirit. All of a sudden, there's an overflow out of your life. The, the overflow doesn't really happen in the natural world. But in the spiritual world, you have something that's transferable. You can, you can give it away. Because as you drink in, there's something to give away. You have more to give. Everywhere you go, you just kind of splash around. Everywhere you go, they're splashing. Here, have some. Here, have some. Right? Filled. Be filled. Now, you're probably not going to walk down the, you know, office aisle filled. <laughs> filled. <laughs> but you're overflowing. Why are you so happy today? I've got the joy. The joy of the Lord is my strength. What, what's going on with you today? Oh, Jesus is changing my life. You look like you've had a long night out drinking. I have. I've been at church all night long. It was the best thing. Let me tell you what it was like to have a drink of the love of God. I got to tell you about the love of God. He is so good. His banner over me is love. <laughs> oh, I got a banner flying over me. And it says love. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> I'm going to, if you won't, I will. I'll take yours too. You can have your coffee or Coke. I'll just keep drinking. <laughs> Who? Who told you? You know, 
That's what changes your life, is when you have a drink. That's what changes your life. And you, you, you know, you might be here this morning, you're like, well, pastor, you're kind of radical. <laughs> you know, you, 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 you like to, you know, you're a little out there, you're a little radical. I'm a little bit more reserved. I'm a little, you know, I don't like to, yeah, I was that way once too. I was, <laughs> I'm a little more dignified. You're just kind of a spiritual drunk. I'm a little bit more dignified. <laughs> I gotta keep it together. I gotta, look, I gotta look dignified. And you look dignified in your depression and your fear and your worry and all that. You look very dignified. You look very dignified. Uh, please. You wear it well. Your, your anxiety and your fear and your worry and all the you wear it so well. You do, do you, do you, right? right? Who wants that? Who wants that? You say, why do you, because I've, I've had to learn. I've had to learn in life to drink. I've had to learn to continually drink. I've had to learn to continually to drink. You say, Pastor, you haven't had it easy. I'm not talking about whether it's easy or hard. I've just had things in life that have had to teach me the hard way to keep drinking. And do you know that it's probably the only reason that I'm sane today is that I'm drinking. I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm drinking of the Lord. It's the only reason that I'm probably standing here today is that I've, I've learned to drink. I've learned to drink of His presence. I've learned to find my joy and my delight in Him. Have a drink. Have a drink. He's pouring out the drinks. You just gotta, he's, he's perpetually pouring out. You can have a drink any time. His, his fountain never runs dry, and he never closes down the bar. He just, it's open all the time. You can have a drink. You can have a drink any time. Have a drink. You say, well, you know, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Have a drink. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Worship. Press in. Meditate on His goodness. Say, okay, Jesus. You in here, you're like, well, where do I start? I'm telling you, praying in the Spirit is number one way to start. Praying in the Spirit is it's it's taking the drink and just praying in the Spirit. Is drinking in his goodness, praying in the spirit, and 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 saying the name of Jesus. If you don't know what else to do, you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost. You need to be. You can be, but you can also say his name, Jesus. Jesus. Whoo! <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> he was there. <laughs> he said. <laughs> Just like that. I mean, that's exactly what you do. You just say his name, and you turn around, and he's there. <laughs> Goodness and mercy have fallen me all the days of my life. Woo. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Got to run into you. Woo. <laughs> that's what happens. <laughs> it's drinking, friends. It's not hard. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> <Whew>. <laughs> I suppose the Lord is 
making me a public <laughs> uh, spectacle today <laughs> for your benefit. <laughs> so, so if you haven't learned how to drink, um, <laughs> surprisingly, I am demonstrating this today. <laughs> I've been a little caught off guard. <laughs> I mean, I like to drink, but Jesus. <laughs> Ooh. He's, uh, ooh, he's caught me off guard. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> if anyone's thirsty, I think that's where we were. Um, it says, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. <laughs> you know, I'm trying really hard. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, he said, let, let, let them come to me. Let them come to me and drink. Um, you know, we don't have to come to anyone else or anything else. You have free access. Right now, you have free access. In this moment, you have free access. You don't have to, you don't have to wait for the preacher to finish preaching to drink. You can drink while I preach. <laughs> Apparently, I am. So, why not join me? You could, you can, you, you... You can have a drink of his presence right now. It's always available. It's always available, always accessible. The, and you just come to him, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, I need a drink. I need a drink of your living water. I need a drink of your joy. I need a drink of your peace. I need a drink of your life. I need to drink. He's so good to give you a drink. And, and the great news is, is you can have as much or as little as you want. You might be sitting on the banks of that river today and saying, I, I, um, I've, I've, I've not, I've not, I've not come out into the waters yet. I've not stepped out into the waters yet. Um, so, this is a little new to me, Pastor. It's okay. There's an ankle deep. It's kind of like the kiddie pool. You, you, you just get off the bank of the river and just get out into the, you can come into the ankle deep to the kiddie pool. Splash around with us a little bit. Ezekiel 47 is where I'm getting this, okay? Right there, it says, Ezekiel said there's a kiddie pool. Right there in the scripture. No, it says there's an ankle deep in the river. There's an ankle deep in the river. And you can just come out. And when, you know, it's kind of like on a hot summer day. And you... Um, you get out into the kiddie pool on a hot summer day. You're like, man, this feels good. I really didn't plan on getting out in the deep end, but this feels kind of good. This feels nice. I just want to, I kind of want to get out in deeper water. 
where was I? There was a, I was on a trip one time, and there, I was at a pool, and I remember, it was in Florida, and it was hot. It was so hot. It was right in the middle of summer, it was so hot. And I didn't want to get into the deep end of the pool. I had no plan of getting into the deep end of the pool. I got out into the kitty end of the pool. I thought I would just play around and go sit back on the lawn chair. You know what I did? I jumped in. I was like, this feels so good. <laughs> I'm going all the way. I'm going all the way. You know, so you just get out into the river. Just come up. You just got to be willing to get off the bank. You just got to get off, off the bank, out into the ankle deep. And just splash around a little bit. And then, and then he's, is anyone thirsty this morning? Okay, if you're not thirsty yet, you will be. Okay, so thirst, we're in thirst. The Holy Spirit's stirring thirst. And then it comes up to your knees. And then that river, whoo, you feel it. You're kind of, feels kind of like I feel right now, you know? Maybe a little more, but you're just kind of walking. You know, you've been in the water. It's like, whoo, I'm in the water. And you can, you can play, you can do a little bit more. And it just keeps going. It goes from your knees and up to your waist. And then it eventually goes over your head. Now, here's the thing. Everybody's always scared about getting in over their head because when you get in water over your head, you lose control. And everybody's always afraid, I'm going to lose control. I'm going to look like Pastor Zach, and I don't want to. I want to be in control. Now, I got news for you. You're not in control. I got news for you. The God who sits in heavens and laughs is in control. So you, ha you have the opportunity to yield to the one who's actually ordering your steps all along anyway. You could just yield and get in over your head. And this, this, my friend, is where you have a drink. And it's a, it's, a, it's a big drink. And it's a drink that puts you on your back to float down the river. And instead of trying to fight the current, you just give way to the flow. Instead of trying to fight, you say, well, does that mean that i got to laugh like a hyena or fall on the floor or whatever? You know, who cares? I don't know what it means. To be honest, I don't know what it means. It may mean that you laugh. It may mean that you cry. It may mean that you fall. It may mean that you shake. It may, it may mean, who cares? That's not what we're after. Who cares? Yield and have a drink. Yield and have a drink. And let the divine presence of Jesus come and change your life. That's what it's all about. You might not have none of those things happen. You might not have any of those things happen. You might, you might just freeze in place and become in a trance and do none of it. Who cares 
I've had that happen too. That's fun. Can't move. Standing up, you just can't move. Jesus, his glory's on me, and you just can't move. It's okay. The point is, is that you're being transformed. Now, I know there's someone, I'm sure, here saying, this is all crazy. Pastor has lost his mind. I don't believe in this. You can think what you want. I don't care. You're at my church. (laughs) And the point is, Jesus is a fountain of living water. (laughs) And he wants you to drink. He wants you to be changed. He wants you to be transformed. I want you to be changed. I want you to be transformed. I can, I can counsel you to allow I'm blue in the face, but one moment in his presence aligns it all. I had someone this week, they were, they were in a mess, man. They were just, they were fit to be tied. You could tell they lost the joy of their ministry, all the things, one of the staff, all the things. And I just, I, my, my heart broke the first day I saw it. I was like, oh my gosh, they got the glom all over them. They were wearing it. And then they looked bad. They did not suit them well at all. They did not look good with the glom of life on Some of you have the glom of life on you. It shows. Brother, sister, it shows. We can all see the glom. Everybody knows the glom look. You walk into church and you look... You look like you ate a box of thumbtacks for breakfast. We all know. We all know. We all know the look. But, but, when you have a drink of Jesus, I, I, you know, I wanted, I wanted so badly, you know, I have coaching and counseling skills and all these things on the inside, and they're helpful, and I wanted to so badly just sit down with this person, and just, so how's it going? <laughs> Let's work through this. What would you like, what would you like life to look like right now? Because <laughs> it doesn't look like it at all. <laughs> what does your face need to look like right now? Because it doesn't look like it at all. I mean, I felt, I felt so bad for this person. I did. I even said to one of the other staff, I was like, their senior, their superior said, what is going on with this person? They've lost their joy. I didn't say it laughing. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway, so, so we went on, we went on with the service. That was, that was, that was Sunday night, Um, Monday night, Monday or Tuesday, I don't know. Anyway, it all runs together. Anyway, one night he was in the, he was in the prayer line. Oh, I got you now. <laughs> that thing's coming off now. <laughs> you, you, me, you, and Jesus, we're gonna deal with this. You got in the prayer line. <laughs> and you knew he needed he needed help. <laughs> he got in the prayer line. And I laid hands on him, and you know he was immediately he he got whacked. And I no 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 no, 
You're staying right here with me. You ain't running. We're going to saturate for a minute. This thing's breaking tonight. And we just stood there a moment in the anointing as best as possible. <laughs> it's hard. And uh, he ended up on the floor. He said, Pastor Zach. He said, and he, he took me out to dinner. He told me all the things that was going on. He said, but tonight, he said, Jesus aligned all of that. He said, I don't feel all that weight anymore. He said, he's like, like Jesus just made it all aligned, made it all better. Now, does he still have issues and things he's got to walk through? Absolutely. But it is so much easier to do that when you've been drinking. So much easier to do that when you've been drinking. You know, it's funny. I had, oh, goodness, Sunday night I had another has another testimony. This person, some of you will know, because he was here with us for a little while. And uh, he, he was here with the intention of needing some life change. And he was in service. He's like, I gotta tell you, Jesus is touching my life. He said, I've learned how to drink. I learned how I finally just need to let go and let God and just have a drink. And he said, you know, it's funny. The minute that I decided to just let Jesus have control, everything started changing. I'm like, huh, that sounds familiar. I've probably told you that a time or two. I didn't say that to him. I sure did think it, though. I sure did think it. If anyone's thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Come to me. You don't have to go to the world. You don't have to go to the, the bottle. You don't have to go to all the... Just come to Jesus. Yes. Just come to Jesus. You might be... You know, sometimes people are afraid to come to their pastors and say, I need help. You know I know that, right? <laughs> You're not hiding. <laughs> I know you think you are. You're not. <laughs> Pastor knows a lot. And by the way, I operate in discernment very heavily. So you're not hiding. <laughs> I promise you you're not. But anyway, all that to say, sometimes people don't like to come to their pastor and say, you know, whatever. I'm dealing, I'm struggling, whatever. And you need to. You need to. But if you can't, the great news is you always start with Jesus. And you have a drink. Because you know what we're going to say? Have a drink. <laughs> we're going to point you to Jesus, and we're going to do it together and have accountability in it and do it together. And it's a wonderful thing. But just start with Jesus. Have a drink. It changes everything. Come to me, Jesus said. Come to me. Now, I feel like I'm in the over my head. Whew. I, I am not, this is not a sign of age. I can just barely move. Um, he who believes in me, he who believes in me, so simple, just to believe in him, out of 
your heart will flow rivers of living water. It's that simple. Come to Jesus and have a drink, and out of you will flow rivers of living water. This he spoke concerning the Spirit whom those believing in him would receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given. This was about the Holy Spirit. This was about the work of God in your life. You know, many of us, we see Jesus on the cross. We see him crucified and resurrected. And we see his, that was, that was his earthly ministry. That was his earthly ministry. And he fulfilled his earthly ministry. Redemption was fulfilled because of his sacrifice and his resurrection. But that wasn't the end of his ministry. Jesus didn't just disappear. He didn't vanish. He ascended. Did you hear me? He didn't disappear and he didn't vanish. He ascended. He's still very much alive. He's still very much in bodily form. He's still very much real. He's the Son of Man, and He's the Son of God. And right now, He's seated. If you can catch this, this is where a lot of believers have, tr have a struggle. Is that He's seated right now at, at the right hand of the Father. And His heavenly ministry is that He is the baptizer in the Holy Spirit, and He's our heavenly intercessor. Right now. That's what He's doing. He's not an idol. You know, some people have got this idea, I'm working on a building, I'm working on a building. Jesus is building a building. He is not a heavenly contractor. Jesus said, my father has many mansions. He ain't building you anything. He inherited it. Did you hear me? He gave it all up to come and be the Son of Man so that he could inherit a heavenly kingdom. He didn't build anything. His father didn't put him back to work when he got up to heaven to say, go build something now. <laughs> Wrong theology in the Protestant church. He is seated at the right... He inherited a heavenly kingdom, and he is seated, which by the way, we are co-heirs of, co-heirs with Christ, we are co-heirs, joint heirs with Christ, that someday we, that will all belong, it belongs to us now, but we'll inherit, we'll see it, and we'll participate in it. Yeah, that's awesome. That, that you could drink on that too. Anyway, the point is, is that he's seated in heaven right now, heavenly intercessor, and baptizer in the Holy Spirit. He's praying for you, he's interceding for you, and he's pouring out his spirit. The river is still flowing. The river of living water is still flowing for you and I. And then we get to be conduits. Last point. If you drink, if you receive, then you have the ability to flow out. You become a conduit. You receive you take in, you drink in, and then something can flow out of you. You want to know why nothing's flowing out of you? Because you ain't drinking nothing. Well, why am I not seeing signs, wonders, and miracles? Why am I not seeing people saved? Why am I not? 
Well, it's a real easy answer. Drink. Drink. And when you start drinking, things start happening. It's real simple. This is not complex. Drink. If you drink in the world, in the world stuff, guess what's coming out? Worldly stuff. But if you drink in the spirit, guess what's coming out? Life. Spiritual gifts. Spiritual character. Spiritual DNA. Have a drink. It all begins, Jesus said, is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty this morning? Why don't you stand to your feet? Is anyone thirsty this morning? All five of you, thank you. <laughs> is anyone thirsty this morning? Yes. That's, I just keep drinking. I agree. On that note, if anyone is thirsty, come to Jesus. Have a drink. If anyone's thirsty, come to Jesus this morning and have a drink. Right where you're at or the altar or wherever you need to be, just come receive. Come receive. If anyone's thirsty, come have a drink. If anyone's thirsty, just come to the waters of living life. Living, living, living life water. Living life water. It's not the life water that you get at the store. This is the heavenly kind. You can come have a drink of heavenly divine. Come have a drink of his presence today. He's calling out to you and me. Come on, let's drink. Come on, let's drink. Let's have a drink. He's calling out to you today. Will you, will you dive into the rivers of life? Are you thirsty this morning? 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 Come have a drink. Come, come, come. Come to the river of life. Oh, it begins at the altar. Come have a drink. Come take a step out of your life. Just let it be a, a step out of your pew and a step forward to say, Lord, I'm diving in. I'm having a drink today. Oh, would you get out of your laziness and despair? Would you get out of your fear and worry and step into his life divine? Just come to the altar and, ha Lord, I throw up my straws and have a drink. Lord, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a drink today. I'm going to... I'm not going to pray for anyone. You just need to come. You just need to come drink. You need to come drink. You need to come receive. You need to come. You need to come get out of your seat and say, Lord, fill my cup. Fill it up and make me whole. Lord, come fill my cup. Fill. Let me overflow. Let me drink. Let me drink today deeply of the Spirit of God. Yeah, this, this is for you. Is anyone thirsty? Is anyone thirsty? It might be that you're used to sitting on the bank and, and coming to the altar is, is, is a new experience for you. Then I would encourage you, get out of your pew, get out of your seat, and take a step and just say, I'm just taking a step of faith. I'm just walking down to meet the Lord. I'm just walking forward to meet the Lord and say, Lord, I want a drink. I want a drink. I want to drink. I'm thirsty today. I'm laying aside the ceremonial stuff, the religious stuff. I'm just going to have a drink. I'm going to have a drink. Oh, I want to drink of you. I want to drink. And then, yeah. Of you, the 
And then if you're at the front, just get alone with Jesus. Forget about who's around you. Just drink. If you need to kneel or stand or lay, just drink. In your presence, I will see you are faithful. You're the God. 